You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hi, Robert. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. I'm very happy. Um, this is my last call for the day, so I'm ending on a high note. <laughs> oh, good for you. This is, I'm just getting started. This is my fifth already, and it's only 10 a.m. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. What part of the world are you in right now? Um, I'm in Europe right now. So I've been in the UK until two weeks ago, and we recently moved to Romania. So um, now we're here, a lot of uh, varying benefits that we couldn't refuse. So we said, okay, let's, uh, let's just move. <laughs> let's move to Romania? Yeah, there are many, many benefits. The primary one is that it's a tax haven in Europe. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the UK, it's, there's 45% income tax after a certain oh, bracket. And <laughs> so... You know, giving half of your money to Your Majesty the Queen doesn't sound too <laughs> good. You know, she has more than enough. She's like, like, why, why does she need she half need, of yeah. everything I make? You know, and I feel it's unreasonable. It's like, come on, okay, you get twenty percent tax, fine, there you go. Let me keep the vast majority of the money I make for myself. But you work hard for it. Why not? <laughs> yes, exactly. Half of everything I make, I need to give you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't think twice. <laughs> And then Romania has on average 10%. So it's uh, more than four times better. So I keep 90% of all of the money I make. It's the little things you got to think about as an entrepreneur, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. even the tax break, you know, mm-hmm. how much money are you going to keep? And your, your company is doing very well, especially since the pandemic. You don't want to sign all that, half of that away. We save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Maybe we'll figure out we, we save even over a million dollars in taxes just yeah. by doing this. So it's like, yeah. okay, I'd rather keep an extra million dollars. Sorry, but I'm not that wealthy, you know, a million dollars for me. <laughs> for like, yes. sure. So let's talk about some of your business. I do have to let my audience know who I'm talking to. Um, it's Robert Andreas. And, you know, he's made tons. We're talking about money and tax break, but he has over 10 businesses generating each of them seven figures every year and that is consistent and it's it's tough having to sign half of that away depending on your location (laughs) or where you live so i totally understand it and his business continues to grow every month but the steadiest growth has been during the pandemic you know Mm -hmm. you thrive during the pandemic robert so we're excited to kind of have you on board and talk to us a little bit about that so um Mm -hmm. jump right in robert tell us about how the pandemic benefited your business model Mm -hmm. so well so I have a few interesting principles that I run my life by. Like number one, I listen to the people that actually know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. right? So don't take health advice from someone that's fat. <laughs> don't take relationship <laughs> advice from someone that's single. You know, it, it's as easy as that. You know, so um, yeah. with regards to that, something about money or many things about money, you can learn from people that are actually wealthy. And I can share you some very quick principles. And that mm-hmm. will help you understand what mindset I had during the pandemic and even now after post, because yeah. the economic crisis hasn't really hit uh, yet. So it might hit it. We might just, you know, wave it across, but we'll see what the, the next year holds. In terms of 
The principles, number one is you make your own economy. The economy mm. doesn't matter. You make your own economy, right? Based on how much you learn, based on how much you work, based on the quality of your work, based on the quality of your communication with others, and so on and so forth. So you make your own economy. It doesn't matter what the economy of the world, the planet, the you know, the country, you know, you can make whatever yeah. you want. So that's one principle. Another principle is based on historical facts and figures. The biggest, let's say the biggest wealth of a family or of a company and so on. Mm-hmm typically has been created during a recession, during a a crisis, during something that's going on. Why? Why is that? Well, because when things are in abundance, mediocrity thrives. Mediocre people thrive in abundance, right? You don't need to be an amazing salesperson when all of your clients have a ton of money. You need to be an amazing salesperson where everyone's looking at every penny, right? So what happens is when the economy crumbles, which it does historically every 12 to 14 years, you can expect the crisis, right? So I'm telling you now, right? Okay. So when that happens, then if you are outstanding at certain skill sets, you can shine, right? So people like myself, it's not like we can't wait for a crisis to happen. But the truth is that whenever something like that happens, we are overly confident. We're like, oh, a crisis right now? Amazing. Let's make some millions. You know, and literally, I mean, I'm not joking. Why? Because normally, like, let me tell you an example, very, very concrete example. One of our clients in one of my businesses does marketing, like we help other companies grow. So one of our clients was in tourism. And tourism was the industry that was the most affected. Everything in tourism, everything that had to do with traveling, everything that had to do with aviation, with you know trips and yeah. excursions and so on and so forth. So these guys, when we started working with them, they were at around, let's say, 20 to 25 million, somewhere there, 22 million, whatever. That's how much they were making per year. Then the pandemic was coming along, right? And they're like, we were recommended, by the way, just so it's clear. So we were, someone recommended us, hey, if you need help with marketing, work with these guys. And then mm-hmm. we hopped on the call and they said, look, look, we've gotten the business thus far, but we need someone to help us, you know, grow it and so on and so forth. Okay. Then the pandemic happened or like we, we signed a contract after the pandemic happened, like uh, I think two months after, and then we started helping them. Okay. So in the country in which these guys operate, they were, I think, number five or whatever. They were top 10, but under number five, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. They're one of the biggest travel agency in their country. And they had their number one player was making around 40 something million a year, the travel agency. You know, travel agencies, the guys that, you know, like you go to mm-hmm. and they say, oh, go to Egypt for 500 bucks or whatever, you yeah. know, and flights included. Yeah, and whatever. So uh, those travel agencies that make those packages. So the number one competitor uh, was doing like 40 something million. And these guys were doing like 20 something million. So they're half their size, right? And they're Mm -hmm. like number five or six or seven, whatever. Okay. So fast forward less than two years, right? So to uh, a couple months ago, the guy that was number one, right? Because of they were one of the first guys on the market. That was one of the main reasons went from 40 something million to 6 million. Imagine, Mm -hmm. imagine the crunch 
of that business yeah. going from 40 something million to six in two years. It's horrible. They need to lay people off like they, they like very bad. Like you, you can very, yeah, it's very difficult to imagine 30, let's say 35 million less you're making. Yeah. You know, what about it's, the it's guys that you started working with making the 20? What are they making two years so later? During that same period, when everyone in the industry was losing money and most of the industry was going bankrupt, literally, and people buying each other out, we've taken these guys from 22 million to now they're at 40 something million. Impressive. They're literally the number one right now. How do you do that? Let me give you another example to answer the how do you do that? We had another client in um, Canada. They were selling dresses for women reusable dresses the type that i don't know how to explain it but like you can you can change it and it looks different the next time you wear it right mm -hmm. so they were selling those types of multifunctional dresses or whatever they call them and then the pandemic hit and we already had a contract with them and we we're just doing our thing and at one point we get an email from them or a call i can't remember but uh, they're like okay so what do we do to stop the contract like, well, the marketing contract. I'm like, why would we stop the contract? You're making money. It's like, well, yes, but the pandemic hit and no one can go to events anymore. Like you can't go to weddings. You can't go to Christianings. You can't go to big parties. And like, and like, well, that will affect business. What business? <laughs> My business. I'm like, how do you know? Like, well, it's obvious. Like, what do you mean obvious? Like, this is like for us as data-driven business people, when someone says something like that, we're shocked. We're like, how can you say that? You have no data. You have no historical proof. You don't know what's going to happen next month. How do you know the sales will go down? What yeah. tells you? Like, you need to think about yourself. Like, okay, you need to think about it. And that's it. Like, you prepare and you do whatever you need to do. But that doesn't mean you, you know, you stop doing business. I mean, what, stop your marketing. You're basically stop doing business. That's like, how, do, how are you going to stay? Yeah. Exactly. How are you going to stay in business if you stop the thing that's making you money? <laughs> like, this doesn't make yeah. sense, right? So it doesn't matter. So the long story short, we kept working with them because we convinced them that there's no literal proof that this is going to happen, that you, you're going to suffer. Guess what? We kept doing campaigns. We kept doing very creative campaigns. And in the month after this discussion, so this was maybe in uh, half of like during half of a month or whatever. But the month after that, the campaigns we ran, some of the campaigns we ran had a 700% return on investment, right? So they were making $7 for every $1 invested into marketing. They were putting $10,000, they're making $70,000, right? Mm -hmm. A 7X return. And they're like, see, <laughs> we're like, where did this come from? Why? Why did that happen? Because guess what? Many of their competitors stopped their marketing. Many of their competitors stopped their campaigns and so on and so forth. And guess what else happened that we now know because we have historical data to prove that. When people can't go to events and they can't go out of their house, what do they do? They stay home on their phones and they shop because <laughs> they now they have time to actually shop because now they're looking at dresses. Now they're on Facebook. Oh, this amazing ad, this dress, this whatever. I'm going to buy it. No one else is bidding for that because everyone stopped their marketing budget. 
And people shop more and are more likely to buy in advance because they know they're going to go to an event in two years. It's not like they, they won't need a dress, right? right? They see this amazing ad for a dress, they're just going to buy it. So now we have conclusive data telling us that during a lockdown, people buy more online. whoop de doo right? We didn't know, now we do. Okay, so things like this. We're very data-driven, and I'm an engineer by background. I'm a civil engineer, so I'm, I'm the numbers guy, right? Don't, don't tell me that this is how it's going to be. Show me the numbers, and then maybe I'll believe you. If you don't show me numbers, you know, it's, it, if it's not data-driven, I'm not interested. You know? So the historical data is what's driving the marketing for you, for the companies that you work for, uh, even running the, the ads. Yeah, yeah, because creative, you need creative, creativity, right? Like you can't, like, for example, with the tourism company, what we did is because people were saying, well, yeah, but what if we can't go? We would tell them that if you can't go, we will give you a 100% of the value of the trip, yes, in like a voucher that you can use for another trip or we can postpone it or whatever, right? And that's it. And people were feeling confident. They're like, I want to go on this trip, right? If the lockdown stops, I am going to. If it doesn't, I can use that same money for another trip. And that's yeah. it. And no one was doing this. You know, we were doing it and we were selling just as much. Uh, sales did not go down at all. Quite the opposite. You know, we had better sales conversations with people, right? So yeah, it's... Yeah, and then that's, that's the customer service aspect of it too. That you provide mm-hmm. that no one else was providing at the time. That reassurance, that confidence in, in that customer yeah. can have to know that they're, they're, they they want to buy. They, they have no problem spending their money with you. Yeah. You are your the company you work with. Exactly. Um, how big is your team? So across all of my businesses, we're a little over a hundred people. So not too many. I'm still the empire is still a small. <laughs> mm-hmm. I. Um, I hope to grow as uh, as probably we all do in business. I have a lot of things that I want to achieve, but for right now, we're around 100. And mm-hmm. some companies have very few staff, maybe like five people. Other companies, you know, have 30 something or whatever, yeah. you know. Small so, and mighty. What yeah. about, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your morning routine, the, the, the habits, success habits you put in place to help you lead those 100 people and your businesses. So something, um, something I can tell you that the habits you have can or cannot have a relationship to your work. Like, for example, you can have a habit in the morning to uh, go jogging with uh, your significant other. Right? It has nothing to do with your work, but it's an incredibly important habit. If you love that and you appreciate that and your spouse, you know, your significant other appreciates it. So the habits you have don't necessarily have to affect your career. In my case, I have taken the decision a long time ago that I want my life to be mission-driven. So I am a family man, and I feel that considering my drive and my determination for business is probably equal to you know, anyone else that comes to mind you know, as successful entrepreneurs. At the same time, I do block time for family. I do you know, spend time with them every single week. I, I do you know, activities with them and so on and so forth. And I work on my health, etc. However, I've taken a decision a long time ago to have my life be mission driven because I just love that. Like I love adding value. I love taking humanity yeah. forward with everything I do. It's just literally that's something and I do it through business. Maybe other people do it through coaching, other people do it through trainings, you know, or books, 
or whatever. I have some books coming out. Like we had a, a bestseller come out like a couple months ago. But the main way I do it is through business, through building amazing yeah. businesses. And that's how I get so many people interested in, in working with me. And that's how I acquire such a portfolio because people come to me and say, I'd like you to come join me on my business, right? It's making this much, this is the potential and so on and so forth. And then I think, do I want to join? Do I not? Does it make the world a better place? Does it not? You know, and so on. So that's just as context. And so because I chose that, my morning habit is very straightforward. I wake up in general, at least for the past quite some time now, I wake up in general at like uh, 4 a.m. I don't have an alarm. That's the point. Sometimes I wake up at 3.47. Other times I wake up at 4.15. You know, other times if I slept late, I wake up at 5 or whatever, but it doesn't matter. So typically I wake up up at the same time, yeah? More or less at 4. And then I do approximately three hours of intense work. I just work. Like I work, 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 work for like three hours. And in those three hours... I get more done than most people get in a week. And I, I do that in three hours in the morning, right? Every yeah. morning. <laughs> so I operate the same way. So I definitely know you use your brain when you are after optimum and you are super focused and, and tailored that you can accomplish more than someone can do in eight hours. And I, I find it like that with me and my husband. I'm like, give me three hours and I can do everything and be done by 8 a.m. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's so rewarding. After that, your entire day is a bonus. You know, like yeah. you've achieved so much in that day. For me, the entire rest of the day is literally a bonus. And I, I can have five meetings, you know, to where I add value to people. You know, yeah. um, I can do other tasks. I can spend time with my wife. I can do whatever I want to do, right? And it's it's just an amazing day. The rest of the day is just... Yeah, I agree. Cool. Tell us, um, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? If you just search for my my full name on Google, the entire first page is me and probably the second page as well. So it's myfullname.com as well. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Twitter blocked my account for no good reason. I'm trying to get it mm-hmm. unblocked. It's such a pathetic thing. You can barely talk with them. I don't know why they did that. I think, I don't know, I followed too many people in a day. Yeah. I have no idea what happened. So robertindris.com. Yes, robertinjus.com. They can email me Perfect. there. Like there are forms. Very easy. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. I really enjoy having you on. Of course. Of course. Perfect. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.